Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Hello, hello. We are all in the studio today. It is uh, Shira. Ryan is here. Shara is always on Fridays with us. And it is a, a tough day to say the least here in America. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Before we even address this, it's been a long time since the three of us have been in studio. I just wanted to shout that out. Yeah. Um, at the same time, because, you know, it's been a rotating door. Well, she jumped back in like she's been here for seven years and <laughs> she's been gone as well as I've been gone. And, you know, welcome and of course, back. Yeah, thank you. And then, of course, we we come in to, like I land from New York City. You know, I, I slept through the flight because it was an early morning flight and I land and this goes yeah, down. This is yeah. the news you, we all woke up to this yes, morning. Yes. You know, it's um, it's very difficult. I didn't even know. What what song to kind of play? Because I'm like, I, honestly, I don't even want to. I just want I'm, us to exist in this moment with each other. Because this isn't our first time that we've experienced tough moments through our history. Like which, breaking news. And yeah, that. and it, it just feels but, like tough right But now. it still is very jarring. This morning I woke up and I rolled over to, with every intention to watch GMA. Yeah. And I turned on ABC and World News Tonight anchor David Muir is yes, on. Yes, he is. I burst into tears. Yeah. This morning took a lot for me to put piece myself together. It was very, very emotional yeah. for me. I was like thinking when I landed, like, is anyone going to just scream on the flight? Like, not, we weren't flying. But when we were landed, and like, going to be like, can you believe this? Yeah. It just happened. And I had another friend there, and we were just texting each other. And I was starting to feel some emotion coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally I got in my car, and someone was voice texting me about, and, and I'm doing this fundraiser for Pledge around it, which we'll talk more about later on the show. Yeah. But I, I got emotional on that call or that text, and then I was like, uh-oh, I think it's hit. It's the emotions well, coming out. I'm going to fall apart in my car right now. Yeah, and I think for, for me, I mean, as someone who is, I identify with being cis, and I think I only woke up after this news dropping thinking about, okay, this not only can impact, because even the language when we're talking about this, people are completely erasing a large group of queer folks, uh-huh. trans folks that are part of this conversation, like they don't exist. And then for me, I woke up being saying, like saying, you know how exhausting it is just to be living through history? Mm-hmm. Like we have lived through a pandemic, two queer trans folks fighting for their a lives. Recession. A recession. <laughs> and then now this. How exhausting are we at this moment? What more can we take in? There's so much that we're going to be diving into throughout today's show where we're going to be talking about the mental health. We're going to be talking about the 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 different ways that, you know, this is going to be showing up and impacting several different communities. And different options yeah. and own ways to take action right now. Stay encouraged, everyone. Yes. The it, fight is in over. Exactly. And with that, uh, just a quick what's trending this hour. Uh, Of course, we'll be getting to more headlines each hour, top of hour. But here is President Biden addressing the nation. 
I've warned about how this decision risked the broader right to privacy for everyone. That's because Roe recognized the fundamental right to privacy that has served as a basis for so many more rights that have come to take, we've come to take for granted, that are ingrained in the fabric of this country. The right to make the best decisions for your health, the right to use birth control, a married couple in the privacy of their bedroom, for God's sake, the right to marry the person you love. Justice Thomas said as much today, he explicitly called to reconsider the right of marriage equality, the right of couples to make their choices on contraception, yeah, there's so many implications to this and a domino effect of this yeah. decision being made. Uh, but let's get into some reactions that we've also seen on social media. Yeah, so specifically for the T Report today, this is your pop culture segment for Top of the Show. Um, everyone from Michelle and Barack Obama to Haley Bieber and Taylor Swift have come out with reactions about this. And before I read some of these, it's, it's going to be interesting. I want to see if Kim Kardashian has something to say, especially given the fact that she openly endorsed Rick Caruso. Oh, yeah. Who is known to be anti-abortion, mm-hmm. you know, Yikes. but what have you. You know, she's queen civil rights right now. Uh, Taylor Swift said, I'm absolutely terrified that this is where we are, that after so many decades of people fighting for women's rights to their own bodies, today's decision was stripped stripped us of that. I should also note Nancy Pelosi brought up an interesting point mm-hmm. by saying women today and birthing people today have less rights than their mothers. Yeah, which is their, why their mothers had, you know, depending on where you're born on yep. the scale, you have totally. less rights today than your mother. And so, um, and of course, the Obamas released a fairly lengthy statement. I should note that Donald Trump Jr., of course, was celebrating on Twitter and even gave a direct shout out to Brett Kavanaugh, which we all remember those hearings, uh, Mr. Mr. Beer Keg, and it was all an undergrad himself. Um, other reactions. Seth MacFarlane said not too long ago, this would have been dystopian sci-fi, but the legacy of the 2016 election and the indelible mark of the GOP is printed here in black and white. How much farther will this go? Once again, depends on American voters. Blame extremism mm-hmm. or apathy, but this is America. And I would just like to take this time to encourage everyone that elections have consequences. You have to vote even at your local levels. That's where it starts. Don't just go out for the president election, be out there for the primaries, be out there for the midterms, and care about the world around you, because clearly decisions are being made. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to see any complaints if you can't prove that you voted. Right. That's the tea report for this hour. I got more coming up for you next hour. Okay, well, after this, we have the Washington Post joining us to break down what went down in the courtroom and what this means for the future of abortion after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So President Biden is calling out the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. He's saying it's a tragic error. And of course, like a lot of people, encouraging voters to turn out in November to elect members of Congress who will write abortion protections into law. Uh, And now here is VP Kamala Harris responding as well. You have the power to elect leaders who will defend and protect your rights. And as the president said earlier today, with your vote, you can act. And you have the final word. Post She's pol- right. Yeah, uh, that is true. Uh, Post politics uh, now anchor Mariana Alfaro. I'm from- going to challenge that. Persp- I'm challenging that all throughout the show yeah, today. Let's, let's go there. We're challenging okay. it. <laughs> all right, let's bring in the Washington Post now. Mariana, welcome to the show. As you can see, we are all heated up, to say the least. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a day today. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Uh, so, yeah, tell us more about how this went down today in D.C. I mean, and we're already seeing states who have enacted the law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I mean, there is quite a big crowd outside of the Supreme Court today. You know, it's, I don't know if you guys saw online, but there were videos of, you know, just very armed and equipped uh, officers marching down towards the Supreme Court, that kind of stuff that you just don't expect to see regularly. Definitely didn't really see that much of that um, at the early stages of January 6th. But, you know, that said, um, there is a lot of protests going on today there. Um, you know, we have a lot of people, obviously, pro-choice um, and um, protesting, but there's also a lot of um, pro-life people just celebrating and being joyful. So it's a very weird split screen that we're seeing. And again, we saw this coming. You know, we got the first warning with the leaked draft. Um, but I don't think that made it any easier on the people who, mm-hmm. um, you know, have been uh, fighting for abortion rights for so much uh, time. And so, yeah, it's kind of a weird split screen that we're seeing in D.C. today. Yeah. So we already know that Missouri and uh, Louisiana, they already mm-hmm. have set these laws in state, the, the state laws into action. Mm-hmm. How quickly? I mean, it seems like they did. They were prepared immediately. Yeah. How quickly are we going to see these other states who already have these trigger laws ready and waiting Mm -hmm. to happen to be put into effect? How quickly will we see that happen? It really can take between like minutes and up to 30 days, you know, for these uh, states to kick in their trigger laws. And we're talking, I think, um, from the post count, there's 13 states with trigger bans already in in the works. And so these would, again, ban abortion within 30 days. And then there's several other states where um, they have had uh, recent anti-abortion legislation that's been blocked by the courts. Uh, but they are expected to move on now that the Supreme Court has ruled with their uh, legislation. And I think those we're talking about six, six or seven states, including Alabama, Georgia, Ohio, South Carolina. Um, I think Indiana is, has not passed a strict abortion ban, but the Republican le- you know, legislature there um, is going to special se- uh, session this summer. So we can also expect that there. And in West Virginia already, um, they never repealed their pre-Roe abortion ban. So now that the court has struck down Roe um, across the nation, then they um, can also, you know, add a constitutional amendment specifying that uh, West Virginians do not have a right to abortion. So it's just sparkling in different ways across the country um, in a very, you know, every state has its own way of bringing these um, restrictions back. Wild times. What does this mean going forward for emergency contraception? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, I think, where the um, the administration went to first, and it was impressive um, just kind of seeing how that's where, where they decided to be more vocal about, um, just because um, Biden said today during his remarks at the White House, you know, we're doubling down on the fact that we are protecting the, the access to these drugs that, um, you know, emergency contraception, um, uh, uh, even, I think, um, uh, medical abortions, you know, those things are have been um, already approved and protected by the FDA, and also the Justice Department said we can't, um, the, the Supreme Court has nothing to do with these uh, medical um, procedures and pills that already exist. So I think that that's the one thing that the Biden administration kind of can hold on to right now. Uh, but it is um, noteworthy that in the opinion of uh, Justice Thomas, um, he did point out that Griswold, which is one of the Supreme Court cases that protects the right to contraception, is another one that could be struck down if they were to follow the same logic they used to strike down Roe. Yeah, seeing them use this logic. I mean, we knew it was there, but like seeing it and it's mm-hmm. in the reality of it was really frightening because it could mm-hmm. impact so many other laws yeah. right now that that are for other communities who have been marginalized and underrepresented. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about gay marriage. We're talking about even interracial marriage. 
um, mm. which, you know, I think they don't want to talk about loving, um, but yeah, it, it also is up on the list. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's uh, this right to privacy that Americans have that I think we've all taken for granted because it's, you know, it's been there for so long. Um, now we're all talking about it more and it, it, it's impressive how many of the rights that we just assume are already granted um, are, are touched by this right to privacy. All right. Well, thank you again for being here and for your coverage mm-hmm. of this. Of course, uh, we'll you know keep on uh, keep in touch with you as this continues because we know you're doing a lot of great coverage. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, what is coming up next, Ryan? All right. Well, we have a reporter from the 19th um, to actually talk about what this means for the queer and trans community because we know what's next, mm-hmm. but now we really need to come to terms with what is actually what it looks like for us. So mm-hmm. don't go anywhere. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Now, as we're in the wake of a major historical setback, Justice Clarence Thomas has made it clear that LGBTQ plus rights are next, saying, quote, we have a duty to correct the error established in those precedents. Um, He also went on to say, pointing to landmark decisions that protected the rights to obtain contraception, engage in private consensual sexual acts and same sex marriage. Well, joining us to break down the ways this decision is currently impacting queer and trans folks everywhere is Kate Sawson, an LGBTQ plus writer, a reporter at the 19th. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You know, I really would love to know your initial reactions because you actually were reporting on before this ruling. You were reporting on how this could impact queer folks. And so now that this has happened, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, this wasn't a terrible surprise. Um, I think when we saw the leaked um, draft opinion in early May, this is kind of what we expected. But to see it spelled out so clearly, I think it was a pretty sort of stark reality to look at it and see um, that what we're looking at is the possible undoing of um, not only the rights that gave us um, a right to same-sex relationships, marriage equality, but also things like interracial marriage and contraception, um, the right to be married behind bars, um, and all kinds of civil rights that we just consider to be really basic and ingrained um, in our constitution for years. Uh, definitely. How does this shift, you know, you're reporting about this, because I think that there's still a sense of a, a lack of understanding how this does impact more than quote unquote women. Right. I, you know, it's obviously, you know, trans masculine people, trans men, non-binary people uh, need abortions and also reproductive health care is health care for everyone. And um, abortion providers are some of the best providers of gender-affirming health care. So if those clinics shut down, LGBTQ community loses some critical health care. Um, so that's one thing that's just on the radar right off the bat. The other thing that we need to think about is if some of these rights are going to be up on the chopping block, what does that mean in terms of um, where advocacy organizations need to move um, in order to shore up those rights? And that means looking at what the country looked like before um, Obergefell in 2015. And the reality is that most states had either a constitutional amendment or a statute that banned same-sex marriage, Um, 35 states, in fact. So most of the country actually banned marriage equality um, before the Supreme Court overturned that um, in 2015. And we still have 15 states that had sodomy laws on the books 
um, before the Supreme Court overturned those rules. So uh, it's a very different country we're looking at if those things are overturned. It's always interesting for me uh, just to have a front row seat to witness people get galvanized and incentivized only when their rights Mm -hmm. are are threatened, Mm -hmm. because I have been seeing a lot of conversation bubble up about like, People who haven't said anything and now it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, my marriage is at stake. You know, now it's time to wake up. I want to know, because Loving vs. Virginia, that case uh, covers such broad ground. When someone like Clarence Clarence Thomas lays this out so quickly, are is, is the Supreme Court able to like cherry pick from these cases? Because his own marriage, he is in an interracial relationship (laughs) with Virginia Jenny Thomas. And if we do away with same sex, how then will that affect interracial? You know, I am not an attorney or a constitutional law professor, um, so it is unclear. But but what legal scholars have have told us in picking this apart is that, you, you know, uh, that we should think of this as a stool, right? That the Fourteenth Amendment, which grants us equal protection under the law, mm-hmm. um, is sort of the basis under which these things are decided. If you and if it's to think of it as like a stool, if you kick one of the legs. All of those things collapse. Yeah. And so yeah. um, it's really hard to see all of our civil rights, yeah. all of these things that rely on the 14th Amendment's right to due process standing up if we take one of those things away. So now that we've taken Roe, um, it, it, there is a huge question about um, will our other rights stand, which is why it... Um, we see in this ruling um, pointing to revisiting some of those other things. It is notable that Thomas does not mention loving because that is one of the precedents that, um, that does rely on this right to due process. Yeah. And I can't help but think about this, this ruling and how it affects generations to come, especially according to the Trevor Project, nearly 70% of LGBTQ plus young people say efforts to restrict access to abortion often gave them stress or anxiety. And I think this has so many ramifications, not only just for the health part, but even the mental health part Mm -hmm, of this. mm -hmm. So I wonder how and what what are your thoughts about, you know, people in this fight and even you as a reporter? What are your thoughts about kind of staying hopeful in these moments and and pushing through? um, I mean, this really tough, especially when you think about queer youth right now, kind of experiencing this in real time. You know, I had an opportunity to go to Orlando, Florida recently and do a story on how the survivors of Pulse and the parents of victims were grappling with uh, the Don't Say Gay Bill Mm -hmm. there. And um, some of the people that I actually interviewed ended up just being youth who were growing up sort of in the shadow of that tragedy. And um, a lot of the young people that I interviewed there just were kind of over this conversation about whether or not it was going to be acceptable to legislate away their rights. They were just dead set on walking out of school, on interrupting meetings, um, on not following these rules because it just felt untenable to them. And Will Larkins was one of the students that I interviewed, and they said, you know what, these folks who are doing all this stuff, they're old, and that's really beautiful and everything, but they're (laughs) going to be gone soon, and we're starting to vote. (laughs) And, um, uh, you know, I think that's a sentiment of a lot of 
this next generation is that they feel like this is a last gasp and fine for them, but this younger generation is just not going to abide by um, being told what to do. Still going to take a long time to undo all of this, unfortunately. It sure is. Yeah. Well, that was uh, LGBTQ plus reporter at the 19th, Kate Sasson. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for having me. Well, next up, what House Democrats did at the Capitol in response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and it kind of had a lot of people, you know, uh, giving some side eyes. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, people are calling out, not the Republicans, but the House Democrats for a, a clip we're about to play after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. I deserve it. Uh, this is what the House, House Democrats did on the Capitol steps. The night with the light from above, from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans, white with foam, God bless America, my home sweet home. I mean, I'm impressed by the harmonizing. Come on, three-part harmony. <laughs> yes. But I so guess... they have plenty of time to go to choir rehearsal, but not your... to get this, this damn country your... this together. This was coordinated. This I mean, how did they do yes it so well? Queen. Like, no, they don't get the yes queen. They, I wish we still had the button where Trump was saying it is all bull blank. Because <laughs> it really is. Or like, as Wendy would say, death to all of like, them. Seriously, like, why would they? It, it's so frustrating because not only do you have Nancy Pelosi reading a poem to us this morning, but then you have President Biden saying literally that there's nothing he can do and he's encouraging Congress to do it. Um, and then also now you fast forward to them singing God Bless America in front of the cap. Like, what are y'all doing? I just want to see. What are you doing? I need to see the clip of whoever idea this was. And like, you expect to win the midterms? Guys. Everybody right? round up. We got go to go to the table. It's go like, to the how do y'all expect to, to actually win the midterms here? It's doing well, stuff like that is not or, going to yeah, encourage it, folks to want to vote for you. Why would I want to vote yeah. for those old people out there singing, like somebody's grandma out there singing, Goo! like that sounds so stupid. That's pretty good. Thank yeah, you. That, I'm I mean, yeah, he was in choir. Um, um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't inspire people to take action. Like, we're obviously very angry, sad. Now it's like, okay, what do we do? Well, they, right? should, they should not have allegedly silenced the squad. I guess the squad had gotten to a little too uh, much dip on their chip. <laughs> and, you know, the, the word around town is that the powers that be told AOC and the girls to take a seat. And mm. I think that is also, it's an imaging issue as far as, like, we don't have uh, an equivalent to like a Marjorie Taylor Greene. We don't have an equivalent to a Madison Cawthorn. And when I say equivalent, I mean someone as extremist. vocal. Well, as, and we don't even is... need a leftist extremist, but I'm saying as far as vocal and and, and in front of things. Oh, she's not as extreme. You said Bernie. AOC, like she's not really. But my thing is- She was at one point. She yeah. was, but then, but like we said, she was told to turn it, like- to, Bring like, it on down. Yeah, and so yeah. It, like at this point, it's changed things. And I think for me, this is why I'm going to continue to challenge what everyone is saying and and basically politically gaslighting all of the like all voters and Americans to tell us to vote yeah. because that is not the only thing that we can do that is oh, no. not the thing that we because, should be focused on because guess what it doesn't work because I'm sorry to say it but it, well, it genuinely does not work there's so many reasons why that is but but why but, vote? but that's a, that don't tell me to vote but, it, but we need if to it be doesn't voting work. But, well I, the thing is I don't think that it's a matter of it not working it's a matter of us voting these people that we believe 
believe in into pow- positions of power and them retroactively not doing enough. Here's but the, those uh, people that we believe in don't even get the opportunity uh, to like even get voted Ryan, in. That is true. Ryan, we voted. We talked about this off air. We voted for Obama, who made a lot of changes, and then unfortunately, as many as he could. you know, and then it, it did stir the fire right of the Republicans and l- led them on a rampage to then strip everything away from the other side. And so I do think voting is, it's clear. Democrats are, are fi- Democrats find safety in being moderates. They don't find safety in being progressive in the ways that we need they them to also be find safe. They which also pisses find, me off. They also find safety in being civil. Exactly. Civility, democracy. So why would I want to vote for these people who are (laughs) just willy nilly? And then you got Kareem talking about, well, uh, you know, dancing around everything. Like, no, let's let's call people a thing and call these because guess what? Republicans do not care about our lives. They don't. They don't care Mm -hmm. about the lives that they are impacting because they they get to go home and go to sleep quietly while uh, you know Democrats are reading poems and singing and singing mess like this. And really quickly before we go, I do want to because this is a heavy row show. You know, this decision, of course, affects black and brown women. Most yeah. definitely, which we're talking about later and on impoverished, the show. And impoverished communities. Like, this is... People are still going to have abortions. They just won't be safe abortions. Definitely. Which then affects the mortality rate as well. So later, uh, next hour, actually, in uh, right, 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I want y'all to hear it. This is y'all's, this is y'all's party. My ears are bleeding. So we will have someone on to talk about Plan C, which is a, an option, and how you can get involved in supporting that. We also have some top hour news next. What seats have already blocked abortions? Stick around for more after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's Shira, Ryan, and Char all together in the studio today, which is a rare moment, it seems. I feel like this is the first time this month because we started off uh, we started off together. No, we didn't. We're ending together. The first Friday, Ryan and I were hosting Pride. That oh, was Friday, June 3rd. Got so it. So I feel like this is the first time in June since we've all been in studio uh, at the same time together. I'm losing track. We can't help it that, you know, the good thing about our you know life is just it keeps us, you know, wonderfully busy. But then also we come back and this is like what's holding us 
Heavy maybe on maybe we're to blame. Maybe we are. <laughs> we can't help that maybe we're, we're superstars. The can well, you, I wasn't saying say? all of that. I was just being grateful I, for every day. Oh yeah, I we're have. grateful for the fact that we get to work. And then, the, you Until know, Clarence listen, Thomas takes it, all my rights away. Yeah, it'll be Brett. <laughs> <laughs> It probably will and be. And Amy. Don't forget Amy. So, of course, uh, a lot of our show, we have been reporting on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. We've talked to the Washington Post. We're going to continue bringing you all the headlines and the latest news. And I also want to be really clear. Yeah. We speak lightly of this moment in ways because I think it's the only way that we can help navigate ourselves in in these really tough emotional times. So don't take our, our lightness as oh, yeah. us like taking it light for all yeah. like this entire we're it's gonna have we cultural. need to we need yeah it's a cultural thing it's that we cultural. that you know certain communities do to like make sure we keep our heads up high. Yeah. Because if we don't we already have everything else that we're going through. Yeah. And so I think, you know, Thanks be used disclaimer. to that. Be yeah. used to that in, in the in these moments on on our show specifically, because we're not speaking light of anything. We just want to kind of find the happy balance. Of course. I mean, that's life. That's that. This is like if we were hanging out, talking Girl, you're about two this. seconds from crying every five seconds. I'm- so please. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're having, I haven't giggled a, a bit. Feeling. I do have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings. So uh, we will be getting into more on Plan C and action we can take around abortion a- access in 15 minutes or so. So stick around for that. Right now let's get into some what's trending this hour because there is a lot going on. So minutes after the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade this morning, Missouri <clears throat> actually became the first state to invoke a trigger law banning all abortions in the state except in case of medical emergency. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt issued an opinion that would trigger parts of a a state house bill that outlaws almost all abortions in the state with no exceptions for rape or incest. I am humbled to be a part of this and the first attorney general in the country to effectively end abortion. As a long champion for the rights of the unborn in Missouri families, I pledge to continue to fight for our most fundamental right, the right to life. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, let's go through some of the other states because this is breaking as the show continues. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall ordered abortion clinics in the state to cease and desist operations. Arkansas Planned Parenthood Great Plains said that it has paused all abortion services. Louisiana, all three clinics in Louisiana closed today. Uh, this includes the only clinic in New Orleans that provided abortions, which closed its doors and workers were sent home less than two hours after the ruling. South Dakota's final operating clinic in, is it Sioux Falls, closed its doors last week before the Supreme Court decision. Texas, Whole Woman's Health, which runs four clinics in Texas, said it will stop providing abortions after the ruling. So I'm like, it also puts these people out of jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, like, there's so it's many like, things. It's, it's not just the, the simple domino. And there is no like, unemployment. <laughs> you know, like, like they're, they're giving you pennies. We should also wild. note that yeah. once the children are here, no one no one cares no one cared. Yeah, if it were really about the kids, <laughs> you know, the, the health care would be different. The education system would be different. It is not about the kids. Yeah. This is strictly about control. Because we saw what happened when kids were at the, on, the, on the other side of a, a mass shooting. And guess what? Nothing has still yeah. really happened. Kids yeah. that, even at the border, how they, they were treated sleeping in aluminum foil. Let's talk about, I mean, on housing crisis, homelessness, um, you know, kids not having enough food, education, well, health care. That's another thing. Once the kids are here, they don't want to give any struggling Support. parents any type of government assistance, food stamp, yeah, none exactly. of that. You got to jump through hoops to get that. Um, and finally, also, uh, let's move on to, I mean, there's so many other trigger laws that are being put into effect. Uh, 
Wisconsin Planned Parenthood in Wisconsin halted all scheduled abortions at its clinics in Madison, Milwaukee and Sheboygan on uh, Friday today as well. So this is it's it's just being, you know, happening. The actions all across the state. It's like if you saw a map right now, it's. It would be really sad to witness. Right? Uh, if you want to see a, a map that's actually described out, Crooked Media Vo- Vote Save America, they actually have a really good map mm-hmm. on their social media. That um, And we actually do a lot of stuff with Crooked Media here at Odyssey. So if you want to check out their socials, they actually have that where it's a map of the states who are, they have these trigger laws where they've already been enacted and all these things. And that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in some entertainment news? Ugh, well, this is... More abortion. I feel like I should switch it up for uh <laughs> for uh the the tea reporting, yeah, make why it a not? little lighter. But why I, why not? we can balance it. We I, got the range. I did want to share this because BuzzFeed did a fascinating compilation of celebrity women who uh, shared their stories, and I want to read Whoopi Goldberg's ironically because you know Whoopi is from the school of vote. If you don't no, she's also from the school of if you don't like something, um, then don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah. So if you don't agree with abortion, don't yeah. have an abortion. But you don't have the right to What's police the thing other she people. Says about gay sex? If you don't believe in gay marriage, don't get gay married. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what Whoopi that's my said. Favorite. But uh, so people on Bu- BuzzFeed uh, compiled these stories, and Whoopi said that she found out that she was pregnant when she was 14 years old. She didn't get a period. She talked to, about it to no one, and then she panicked. She sat in hot baths. She drank these strange concoctions. See, that's the thing. Abortions yeah. are still going yeah. to happen. Like poison yourself or hurt yourself. Well, check this out. She drank these strange concoctions that consisted of things like Clorox, alcohol, oh baking soda. God. And what it was designed to do, this is what the girls on the block told her, you get violent violently ill, but you're no longer pregnant. So I feel it necessary to amplify stories like this because abortions still very much will take place. They just will not be safe abortions. And that is very, very troubling. But yes, it's a fascinating article. If you want to check it out, you want to head to our website. Stevie Nicks, Naya Rivera, Jamila Jamil, Whoopi Goldberg. It's really everyone's sharing their stories. I just hope that we can we can get past this to sunnier skies. Definitely. Well, after this, we're going to talk about an option that people are putting out there and supporting Plan C pills, how they will play a role in abortions post row. Plan C? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. As we all try to process the breaking news today, what action can we all take around this besides protesting and voting, of course, to support those most impacted today? Well, some are bringing up Plan C pills and, of course, other fundraisers around the cause. And I wanted to bring in Amy Merrill right now, who is the co-founder and digital director of PlanCPills.org to share more. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. So first, as we get into this, some context, what is Plan C pills? Great question. Plan C is an information campaign that since 2016 has been sharing out info about self-managed abortion with what's known as abortion pills or medication abortion. And all sorts of information is on our website about how they're accessed and used to safely end an early pregnancy at home from all 50 states. So um, we have two big goals there that people know about these pills and that people have access and how we do that on our website is through a guide to all 50 states, as well as outward-facing communications campaigns, sharing out this information, working with local partners, and ensuring that research continues to be done that documents 
this safe and effective method. But now that we this has been overturned, I think a lot of um, organizations like yourself are worried about how this could impact the work that you do on a daily basis. Are Is that some of your concerns? Like, how does this really work if people can't access abortion care in the ways that they need it now? Yeah, so this is really, a, truly a monumental decision. It's the first time that the Supreme Court has taken away a fundamental right, and it is a devastating blow to abortion access. And so what we want people to know right now that in the face of these unjust and harmful laws that restrict access to abortion, we know that people are still going to look for ways to access it. And we know that there are continuing going to be online sources of pills in all states where abortion access is restricted. So Plan C, plans to continue to share out this information and uh, keep our directory live that's providing this information as well as medical hotlines like the Medica- um, uh, miscarriage and abortion miscarriage and abortion hotline, excuse me, the nahotline.org, as well as the reprolegalhelpline.org, which is a free legal hotline to help get people's questions answered and give them support along the way as they navigate their particular situation. Mm. What is the fundamental difference between a plan B and a plan C pill? And when should you take a plan C pill? Yeah, that's a great question. So plan B is also called emergency contraception. And that is taken in the days after a potential pregnancy. And it's basically high dose of birth control. And what we're talking about here is our term for it is Plan C. It's also called medication abortion um, or abortion pills. And it's a combination of two FDA-approved medications, mifepristone and misoprostol. And so this is a method uh, that is the best, the um Medically recommended method is both of these pills. The first one, MIFI, is used to block the pregnancy hormones. And the second one, MISO, is used to basically uh, induce cramping and empty the uterus. So this method is taken one to two days apart. And that's why it's already uh, such a self-managed method, because even when you go to a clinic and you're given pills, you're given medication abortion, you are typically sent home to take them on your own and check in if and when you need additional support. Yeah, and I I can't help but think about the ways that this ruling are going to impact, you know, black women, women of color. So how does, you know, Plan C make sure that people in in marginalized communities, um, specifically like communities of color, are taken care of and, and know what they can access when it comes to this type of care? Is that a priority for you all? Absolutely. It's a huge priority. It's absolutely who we center when we think about how we present information and how we help people navigate their decision. We know that the criminalization of folks in these communities is already way more likely. We know that that's how criminalization is happening in this country. And so that's why we offer resources like the Repro Legal Helpline so that someone could call and get their questions answered understand what they need to know. There's also organizations like the Electronic Frontier Foundation, the EFF.org, is helping people understand their digital security and how to stay safe. And we basically share all the resources that we can on our website so that people are able to navigate this decision that's best for them and to really choose the degree of risk that they are willing to or need to take in order to take care of their needs. And that's the other thing we think about at Plan C is that we're not going to make this decision on behalf of someone. We're not going to, um, you know, curate the information to try to 
assess their risk or make the decision trying to know their risk. We're really just trying to lay out all of the information that we have researched and uncovered so that someone can navigate this for themselves. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you're speaking to why this is such a devastating blow and why these laws are not just, it's, it's not just about abortion, right? This is uh, racist, classist, misogynist, mm-hmm. unjust legal development. And it really is maximally harmful to the folks in those communities. And uh, finally, you are part of a fundraiser around this with Pledge, which uh, just in transparency, I'm you know working with them too on getting this fundraiser out. Do you want to share more? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. So we have a fundraiser live at pledge.to/access, and this is a crowdfunding campaign. It's a collection of organizations who are all. Uh, you know, there are so many organizations out there. First, I will say um, we, we need to continue to support and fund clinics. We need to continue to support and fund abortion funds. This particular campaign is looking at the opportunity of abortion pills and the funds who are already helping offset costs and the organizations that are making it possible for someone to understand their self-managed option. And so this particular campaign can be found at pledge.to/access in support of the future of abortion access. Amazing. And again, in yeah. addition, yeah, and in addition, I will just say um, definitely keep your eyes out for um, ways to fund the other wonderful work that's going on. The abortionfund.org is the national network of abortion funds. Keepourclinics.org is working hard to keep clinics open and keep getting people what they need. Um, and it really is going to take a village to ensure that people continue to have safe access to the abortion care that they need. Definitely. Well, that was Amy Merrill, co-founder, digital director at PlanCPills.org. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Okay, what's coming up next, Ryan? Well, now that this is federal law, are there any legal loopholes for abortion access? Well, we have Lambda, uh, Lambda Legal joining us up next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, so Lambda Legal today condemned the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, which overturned Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood um, versus Casey, which severely undermining more than 50 years of individual liberty, bodily autonomy, and gender equality rights. And of course, we had to bring in the acting chief legal officer at Lambda Legal, Jenny Pfizer. Thank you so much for joining the show. Well, um, this is a tough day, but uh, I'm glad to be here with you all to talk about what just happened to us. Yeah, I mean, let's start off with your initial reaction, because obviously back in May we saw the leak. We were all kind of prepared for this, but it doesn't make it easy for us to now know that this is what just took place today. What What were your thoughts when you woke up this morning and heard the news? Well, you know, even though we got that leaked draft in May, and so we've had weeks of preparing and public expressions of disgust and outrage and and the hope that that the public reaction to the that leaked draft might influence what the justices prompt them to some of them to think again. Um, and and apparently it didn't. It maybe caused them to spend more time tweaking around the edges, but the the, the essence of it is the same. And I was, well, I mean, there had been that kernel of hope that this was not going to happen. It was not going to happen this way. And so that, that was busted. <laughs> um, so it's fury, it's disgust, it's sadness, mm-hmm. because this means that people's lives are going to be burdened in unacceptable, unconscionable ways. 
and some lives will be lost or will be taken um, by this because abortion care is essential care. It, it's not that that need is going to go away or that people won't, in, in a range of circumstances, need access to abortion care. And so some people will have to travel. Some people will face all kinds of difficulties and, and extra stress and mm-hmm. strain and hardship. Um, there's going to be a lot of lives made a lot harder. And, and among the things that is just not acceptable, that is, that is shocking to me, is the, the cavalier disdain, the overt disdain for the impact on people's lives and for decades of thoughtful, serious, careful constitutional yeah. jurisprudence. You know, we have, we have decades of case law explaining why these core fundamental personal rights must be and, and are protected under the Constitution, not just abortion rights, um, but other rights. And this decision, it's so, it so arrogantly dismisses yeah. all of that constitutional thought. And it's outrageous. And also, I, I would say decades of studies and data around how it helps citizens and the economy. Like, if you look at it even on the practical sense, right, let's not, let's, I, you know, we want to have compassion and empathy and look at the human rights. But even you're going to look at, like, the practicality of having something like this. It just throws all of it out the window, right? Decades of people's work. So with that, what does Lambda Legal do on a day like today or moving forward? Well, so so a couple things, and just a quick thought in response to what you just said. I mean, the the economic impact and you know things of that sort. Um, that's relevant in the context, and the and a different court decision might have said, we realize there's likely to be negative impacts, and that's not good. But our reading of the law is that this is a necessary result. But this decision didn't have any of that concern about the negative impacts on on society in a whole range of ways. Um, and, and to me, that is a, sh- a shocking part of the arrogance of, of the decision. For Lambda Legal, well, we, we have been um, expecting this was a real threat, a real possibility ever since Mitch McConnell played his games in the Senate and prevented President Obama's nominee to the Supreme Court, Merrick Garland, from getting a fair hearing and a vote and then rushing through the the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett in a way completely inconsistent with what he had said uh, just a little while before, stacking the court with with jurists chosen for mm-hmm. their track record of anti-abortion analysis, rhetoric, positions and so forth, and also their commitment to a, a vision of turning the clock back on constitutional rights, on constitutional analysis. I mean, these are individuals picked for the court. Justices Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett were all selected because they come out of a, a legal and political movement that's about shutting down the courts as places where constitutional rights can be vindicated as as they have been, and rightly so, for a couple of generations. So we, we unfortunately have been fearing that this would happen, and we do lots of different sorts of things. When, when one door is slammed in our faces, in the faces of our communities, broadly speaking, well, we, maybe we go in a window, maybe we go in the back door, maybe we do our work in some other forums, 
our work is very versatile. It always has been. And we've faced decisions like this from the Supreme Court before. And the movement has to keep moving. And our legal work has to always be looking for the opportunities to develop case law, to develop good public policy, and to fight back against against legal analysis that we think, frankly, is just wrong. Um, the Constitution was written to to protect individuals from abusive government, yeah. from from abusive majorities against minorities, and abusive uses of power against individuals. That's the core concept of our Constitution, and we now, as a whole society, have to fight to reclaim that, because so, that's the proper understanding of our Constitution. So with, with that being said, is there any glimmer of hope? Are there any sort of legal loopholes to get around any of these things because as ryan mentioned we kind of we kind of saw the forecast we knew that this was coming and now that it's actually here uh we're, we're dealing with the aftermath of that is there any way to to skirt around it well in the immediate moment folks must get busy in their states what the supreme court said today is that is that the u.s supreme court no longer is going to protect people from what their state legislatures or state executives do. That means people in states that have had hostile anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQ and and anti-many things, um, elected officials in the governor's mansion and in the legislatures, people have to mobilize. And if they disagree with what those folks are doing, they need to get those people out of office. I mean, this has got to be the loudest, most direct call to action that any of us have seen for a long time. And look, it's coming from a court that just earlier in this week said that states can't have reasonable uh, gun laws. Uh, It doesn't say there can't be any laws, but but curtails the ability of states to protect us from from deadly violence from guns based on a bizarre reading of the Second Amendment. And there are there have been decisions about the rights of criminal defendants and the use of religion to allow discrimination. I mean, this is a court that is really trying to turn our society back by a couple generations. And Mm -hmm. and among the key answers is, I mean, we land the legal will continue to litigate, including in a lot of state courts. But our entire society has got to mobilize and if elected officials pass laws um, or keep keep laws on the books that curtail our individual rights those people need to lose their jobs no yes exactly i i completely agree and i think you know to to end this conversation we're all worried because justice clarence thomas has made it clear that lgbtq plus rights are next and he most definitely is coming for um in same-sex marriage so i wonder how could this impact, you know, marriage in your eyes when it comes to legally in this moment? Well, um, yes, Justice Thomas has made that clear, and there's nothing new in that view. He's been saying that for some time. It's important that he wrote that for himself alone, and he cited himself a lot in that opinion. doesn't tell us where other members of the court are, and today's decision does open the door to reversing all those other uh, protections, those, that other case law, but it, it, it doesn't decide those cases. Those cases are different cases. They are distinguishable. The threat is real. Um, in terms of marriage equality, well, public opinion now is above 70% support of the freedom to marry for same-sex couples. That is reassuring, but I think to all of us, complacency uh, and leaving the work to others is what has allowed Congress and state legislatures to do things that are inconsistent with what 
strong majorities of the American people want. And so it really is up to us at every level of government to participate and to make sure that the people who make the laws that affect all of us are listening to all of us. Yep. We should have gun safety regulation. We should have good health care. We should have a lot of things. And it just means that the burden of doing that work is more urgent than ever. Yeah, And these justices shouldn't represent the people that want this to happen. And unfortunately, they do. Um, thank you so much, Jenny Pizer, uh, Acting Chief Legal Officer at Lambda Legal. We really appreciate it. Glad to be with you. Take care. You too. Well, next up, what are Tesla and Disney going to do in support of those seeking abortions? Some company announcements next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, companies are responding to everything happening from the Supreme Court as it relates to abortion access. Companies like... Tesla and Walt Disney. I thought we had a new music <laughs> no, that was Harry Styles. It was played on YouTube. My bad. It's all good. So let's talk about what Tesla and Walt Disney uh, Company did for their employees. Okay. Tesla, they've committed to covering travel-related expenses for employees who are forced to go out of state to have an abortion. Shocking. Yeah, because from Tesla. Well, why would well, I want to tell their, co- my, their my company? Job that. I'm not telling Elon who's back, yeah. who's backing Ron DeSantis in the who's, next. That's the thing. Ta- whose own daughter doesn't even well, feel comfortable around you? It's hypocrisy, right? Because they're obviously acknowledging that this is wrong. They're they're in Texas because of the taxes. Girl, their DEI department is doing putting in a lot of work, <laughs> or they're collecting a database. My my tin hat is on today. My yeah. tinfoil hat. Come on, conspiracy theory. <laughs> right? Because why would you tell, this is Elon Musk's company, and Elon Musk has kind of soft-launched his endorsement. The richest man in the world has soft-launched his endorsement for uh, Rick DeSantis for the 2024 presidential election. Well, most people, most people are, I would assume, are nervous to even talk to their HR department about yeah, things in general. Yeah, And so I... It, you would have to be in a special type of environment to be open about wanting to say, hey, this is something for me that I need to do. And then they'll be like, Especially oh, we'll take care related. of it. Or would yeah. it be something through, yeah, there needs to be something like a middle person, right, that's in healthcare that you talk to or that's part of. Even then, anybody that works who's getting paid yeah. also an Eli yeah. Musk check, yeah. I'm, I'm a little side-eyed about. And also, I, and we need to dive deeper into this, into the nuances of these laws. Like some of them, um, don't they, the middle people also could get in trouble for supporting someone getting yeah, abortion? I, I think this is in Texas. Child, I think a bounty would be on their head for, <laughs> for $10,000 if they help somebody get, no, get yeah, this, this, yeah. So what's uh, Disney doing? Let's, yeah. Walt Disney told employees it will cover travel expenses related to out-of-state abortions. Um, of course, they already had issues with the governor and the Republican-led state over the don't say gay law. So here's the thing. At what point, you know, do you say, OK, we're going to help you. This is wrong. This state sucks. But yet you're still in that state working. Right. And then I'm I'm more so concerned about the collection of data. That's all I'm saying. You got to go to your employer. You have to humble yourself. Let your employer yeah, know. Everybody got a file. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if they say, OK, well, we sent her up to Illinois to get that taken care of. What then does that look like when, you know, DeSantis and the government bust in and wants the hard drives? You know, mm, I don't I don't. It's just it's like I said, my tinfoil hat is well, on today. that's a, that is something good to bring up. Or right? Abbott and the girls or Raphael Ted Cruz. Exactly. But. At the same time, companies do need to step it up and do something. No, they but do. It, I, but my thing is, I don't even know what that looks like. Me neither. That's what, what I'm saying. We're figuring it like. out. 
We're figuring it out. But it's too late. That's not safe, though. This That's is, what I'm this saying. Is figuring great, it out takes too safe. much time. Because people right now are trying to figure out, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Because I had an appointment right? for uh, literally t- two totally. days from now or like tomorrow where I, I, I needed to get this done. But guess what? Now they can't because abortion clinics across the country are closing down. Closing down. It just happened in Arkansas. I Every wonder what happens, uh, you know, how Canada, like if, if places are close to Canada, could people drive to Canada to do this? I'm sure people go cross borders all yeah. the time. You really want procedures. Canada to be the same in grace. I mean, you know, Canada is at least better than here. I'm escaping I, I, to Canada. I won't challenge that. I'm escaping well, to Canada. Historically, I will challenge that. I'm not saying, of course, historically, there's a lot of problems everywhere, but right now, seems like a better place to be than Justin here. Justin Trudeau seems more on, on <laughs> top of it. And he can get. All right. Well, coming up next, coming up (laughs) next, uh, Shake Shack serving up burgers and a side of something that doesn't look so good as it relates to LGBTQ rights. Oh, God. That and more next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, we are back right now at... I was going to say happy Friday. It's a difficult say happy Friday, Friday for a lot of us. Why can't we find yeah. the happiness in this? I am, Listen, there's a lot to be grateful for, but then there's also the reality of a lot of hurt that's happening for all of us uh, today. We actually said going into the show, we're like, oh, you know, this is going to be a good show. We're going to bring good vibes, but it's a tough subject. It's, these are tough times. I don't remember having that conversation. Sorry. Sure. Well, that's what I had. <laughs> We, no, I remember. Oh, I was going to say we had this it. This is your reminder. If you but it's still, it is still a good Friday because we have to encourage everyone to stay encouraged. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's what we want to take away from these conversations that we're having. Like, I think Landa Legal was incredible. Jenny she's was amazing. amazing because she's making sure that we still find the hope and the fights. She's someone who has spent her entire life and career doing this work 
tiring so to I say know the least. So I she tired. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because we just went back. We just really took a huge step back. And I don't know. I mean, she's probably, I wonder, we didn't ask her, you know, if she lived, if she possibly lived through um, that the year yeah. when it was when Which it was happened, it just in the seventies, well, right? I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty sure. I, I she's, yeah. she's, she's a bit older, but <laughs> which could you imagine witnessing such a historic? But that's what I'm thing, saying, and now and seeing it happen. Have, then going back fifty years, <laughs> like because we get so comfortable in these laws, and I think this is yeah. a stark reminder that quite literally everything is on the chopping block. Like never get too comfortable in your, I guess, land of the free, home of the brave. You know, sentiment of the USA because anything can be changed. Right Rocked and socked at any given moment. Well, you know, I tweeted, yeah, it's a, it's a free play. You know, it's about fighting for freedom until it means the freedom of others, right? For others. Yeah. I mean, that's the mentality here And certain in this groups have been fighting for freedom since, since, since the dawn of time in this country. But I will say it's really beautiful to see everyone. I'm, uh, we have on um, CNN, as we always do, in the studio yeah. here. And there's protesters gathering all across from the U.S. just in front of, you know, the Supreme Court right now. Because at the end of the day, the power is with us. The power really is with the people. It is. The problem is the Supreme Court. We can't bring those people in and out, right? We can't vote those people in and out for a long time. We don't even vote for them. We don't even get to appoint Supreme Court people. Well, we appoint someone who does, but... And we see how that ended up. All right. Yikes. Well, <clears throat> coming Ryan up, is over it. I am so <laughs> yeah. over it. It is written it. all over your face. Yeah. Right? Well, so at least you look cute it. today. Ryan. Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I have going for me before they strip that away. <laughs> you might want to get your nails. Remember, get your nails. <laughs> <laughs> might well, <laughs> we will be discussing how the fall of Roe disproportionately affects communities of color uh, that give birth, as well as the effects on mental health. And, like, yeah, he, uh, we have our favorite Dr. Alfie joining us really for our little therapy moment. So hopefully that is there to uplift. That's where Cher will cry. And support. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. Get, I'm just going to say that this right, is literally, listen, there's nothing ready. wrong for it. There's no, nothing wrong I will it. let my feelings out. You should. I do not hold back. Let's get into some what's trending this hour. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said today that she would work to make abortion rights a top issue for voters in the midterm elections, saying... Be aware of this. The Republicans are plotting a nationwide abortion ban. They cannot be allowed to have a majority in the Congress to do that. A woman's right to choose reproductive freedom is on the ballot in November. And here's a clip. This morning, the radical Supreme Court is eviscerating Americans' rights and endangering their health and safety. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away a woman's right to make their own reproductive health decisions. American women today have less freedom than their mothers. With Roe and their attempt to destroy it, radical Republicans are charging ahead with their crusade to criminalize health freedom. Yep. Uh, I mean, what do you say? I mean, the the, the sentence that stands out the most is that women today have less freedoms than than their foremothers so to speak like that is really yeah i i can't get that out of my head current state of affairs yeah it's a powerful statement i mean i do wish and i wonder when this is gonna happen where it's like it it is centering women but women like those who identify as women like uh i think Mm non-binary like it affects everyone and i wonder if pelosi is gonna be able to mention none of them do i mean i loved what angelica ross tweeted because they uh she's actually she's in uh uh, for in new york for pride and she was so over it she tweeted uh saying that these politicians that are showing up to pride and barely can even talk about the inclusivity of like this moment in this issue and can barely even say all 
all the letters of the community, but this feels like just a political, like, you know, the political theater of just showing up and yeah. giving your speech and what, you know, and- I think people are... People are done with performativeness. Like I yeah. think it's it's we're really past it and it's a turn of the tide. We are in the age uh, of the receipt. Yeah. We need the receipts. You can't just show up to a, a parade on a float waving, looking for our votes. What are you actively doing? Uh, yeah, so before the break, uh, and we're, we're wrapping up going to entertainment news, but I did tease uh, Shake Shack. They are facing blowback for their use of Martin's famous potato rolls, a burger bun created by a company that gave large donations to Republican Pennsylvania senator and gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano. And so the potato rolls, the, the anti- rolls that they use for the burgers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? If you like it, then you're anti- anti-LGBTQ. Well, Ryan and no, I... Well, I'm going to put her on mute. Oh, because no, I didn't know what she I'm, was... <laughs> I'm just saying really quickly. Because Ryan, I used to always tease Ryan because he is a fan of a of a fast food chain. No, he said that it. Has a, you could say what? he has... Muting everybody. No, Muting everybody. No, 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 no. But we have the receipts. What I will say is it, it is practically impossible <sighs> to escape anti-LGBT corporations. Any, anybody. The shirts you're wearing. I found out that Allstate donates to, to some stuff. Anybody. And, and they told me I'm in good hands. So why I got to stop <laughs> eating my waffle fries when it's already going to happen? It's literally everywhere from the planes that you fly in yeah. to the to the shirt that you buy from What's the corner the team store. What's the report? Because y'all have drag me out really on Front quickly. Street. Let's do it. <laughs> well, you like your, your lightly salted waffle fries and Polynesian sauce. So, uh, Elliot Page, who is one of my favorite. I just love Elliot so much. If you too. haven't seen Elliot's interview with Oprah on Apple TV+, Plus, go check that out. It dropped last year. But the season three trailer of The Umbrella Academy is out, and Page uh, stopped by the late night show with, with Seth Meyers, who I also think is really cute. And uh, Seth ended up asking uh, Elliot about how much of a role he got to play in crafting the story behind his character. And Paige shared that the showrunner, who's named Steve Blackman, seemed really excited about the incorporation of Paige's transition into the show. So what's funny is that Elliot Page's character, Victor, will undergo transition, I guess, this upcoming season. Did you ever watch any either one Love of them? Love Umbrella all? Academy. It's one of my favorite it. shows. It's so great, so great, it's so good, great. It's worth and it. the story. I just know that Mary J. Blige was in the first season. Yeah. In a nasty bang. But now Elliot gets to be Elliot. Well, Elliot's character also got to transition. And then they, like, the beautiful thing about it, they don't make a big deal about it. They just, like, you know, talk about Which the is love. How it should it's, be. It's like Which is how it should stunning. be. But that's the T-Report for this hour. Stick around. I got more coming up for you next hour. Well, next up, how will the fall of Roe disproportionately impact black women and women of color? Color. We're talking with someone from the National Black Justice Coalition about this next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. There's been so much conversation on this station and even online about how the Supreme Court repealing Roe is affecting all different types of communities, including black and brown communities and also, you know, women and birthing people. Mm-hmm. Joining us to unpack this, and I, I love this because the organization's been around since 2003, Fighting for Justice, but is Victoria Kirby York, who's the Deputy Executive Director of the National Black Justice Coalition. Hi, Victoria. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Of course. We needed you your so sunshine. Much. Your voice just sounds yeah. so wonderful yes, on a day like today. thank you for joining. <laughs> So, you know, sometimes when there's a lot of rain, a little bit of sunshine can at least make the rain a little bit more bearable. We've been saying you know? that all day. Mm-hmm. We've been saying that all day. Look at that. So, <laughs> so let's jump right into it. In what ways will this decision affect black women and women of color? 
there's so much about this decision specific to abortion, but also more broadly that impact us. Um, there's been a lot of focus on the court ruling um, in terms of the 14th Amendment on privacy issues. But what's an even bigger, ooh, watch this, watch out for this now moment for me is equal protection under the law, hmm. which, you know, is the gemstone of the, of the Constitution and the 14th Amendment to me. Um, this decision, you know, makes it easier to go back to state making decisions around who can go where and why, you know, based on different characteristics, whether it's your race, um, your gender, sexual orientation, religion, um, so many of those things. And black women, we fit on so many intersections, Mm -hmm. you know, just when you say black women, you got race and sex there, let Mm -hmm. alone, you know, all the other parts of who we are. Um, When this ruling basically says that, unlike what the Constitution actually says, um, is that states can make laws that privilege one group over the other or target one group over the other. And I'm, you know, terrified to see all of the ways that that's going to play out. Um, Yeah, because, um, and I'll just reference this from, this is an article in The Hill, but black women are three to four times more likely to die from pregnancy-related complications and twice as likely to lose an infant to premature death. This is clearly not thinking about different communities, right, as they're passing yep. this. Or maybe they are. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, yes, look. <laughs> Y'all already know. <laughs> but, you know, when you look at, like, the, the maternal mortality rate, um, as you're as you're lifting up, um, we know that one of the reasons um, this issue really got and even more in black communities was, was when there were stories of black women who, who were going to Catholic or Baptist affiliated hospitals for complications with their pregnancy that was going to end up taking their life and their baby's life anyway. And the hospital still refused to perform the abortion, um, e- even though um, it would have saved, you know, some of these black women's lives. Um and so, you know, that was something that was happening in religious-affiliated hospitals. And, and now, in some of the, some states, you're not going to have any options whatsoever, let alone, you know, just picking between secular and religious institutions. Um, and I, I think that's some of what people are missing um, in the conversation, is that this is that abortion is also a matter of life and death for yeah. a lot of us. No, it, it really is. And I can't help but think about... The conversation that's been really eating at me uh, today, especially when all you see on social media is, is talking about, well, you got to still get out there and vote for the people who are going to change these things. But even when it comes to black communities, we are constantly used as just, uh, I mean, we're one of the largest parts of the Democratic Party, and we're constantly used about just as a voting tool to make sure that mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. get elected in. And so I'm wondering, how can we continue to you know stay motivated to 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 be a part of this fight and vote but also understand mm-hmm. that that's not the only thing that we need to be doing to make sure you know the change Ooh. that can affect that is impacting us even trickle down to even you know the hierarchy that's within our community mhm oh that's a juicy question one of my favorite questions because <laughs> you know I tend to be a person I I'm one of those folks who will jump right into the solution side 
to the chagrin of like folks who are like, I just need to grieve this right now. Like you're ready to move to like action and talk about a, a master game plan politically. And I'm like, I just need to sit here and grieve and cry mm-hmm. at the loss of what this means for me and women and girls in my family, trans men, non-binary folks, intersex folks, et cetera. But in terms of this political piece, um, yes, you're right. The Democratic Party does tend to, um, you know, use us in that way. However, my piece on it is I watched what happened with the Tea Party very closely mm. as someone who, you know, in my youth would have identified, you know, as more of a moderate person. Um, you know, I've moved a lot further to the left from my teen years. Um, but, you know, I, I really watched as they, like, in 2009, started taking over town hall meetings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, har- harassing members of Congress because of Obamacare and really, let's be honest, because we had a black president. And then went from that, took over the U.S. Senate, took over the U.S. House, won the presidency in 2016, came two state legislatures away from being able to have a constitutional convention and could have rewritten the, the entire Constitution just on their own, right, in the matter of like seven years. Ooh. Because they had a they had a very specific plan starting from school boards, the state legislatures on up to take over our government. And we're still seeing some of that play out. They didn't expect to see the black and brown and queer train as power that popped out in 2018 and 2020. They're still in shock. That they didn't win the reelection for Trump. I mean, that's what all this like y'all and win stuff is about because it messed up their master plan. <laughs> and so I do think there's power in us taking back these state legislatures, having a larger like share of power in the U.S. Senate to be able to really move stuff, you know, through this filibuster, through filibusters. But we have to do it on our own terms with mm-hmm. candidates that we support that feel like home to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that requires folks like really being educated on what do we need as black, you know, LGBTQ plus and gender loving people, because you're right. There are multiple paths to policy change. Voting is, is a real critical part of that, but it's not the only part. You know, administrative actions are important. Getting engaged in local conversations yep. are important. Ballot initiatives are important. There's there's a whole lot of other areas, um, but I do, I do think it's important because we can pass a, a a law to 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 bring abortion protections back, right? But we have to have math. Got to have the numbers to do it. And it'll be so yeah. interesting to see when the upcoming election cycle comes in. You know, they love coming to to spaces. You know, they love going to the black <laughs> church, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. to see how they'll mm-hmm. the politicians right will be. Yes, to see how they'll be held accountable. Well, you know, this is kind of breaking news, so I want to shout out because black women are always getting the work done. Lizzo just pledged five hundred thousand dollars of her mm. revenue from her upcoming tour to Planned Parenthood, and Live Nation is okay. matching that. So one million dollars. Um, I want to know in what ways can communities and and the world, well, the nation, excuse me, better support black women and and black led organizations, including the National Black Justice Coalition um, at a time like this? Y'all doing the work. Yes. Yes, we're doing the work. We need those coins, too. I mean, so I'm not hating on Lizzo giving a Planned Parenthood, but there's some other celebrities that want to give the sister song or In Our Own Voices, which is the reproductive, you know, justice coalition led by black women, like, or to NBJC, you know, to uh, organizations that are focused on 
for reproductive justice for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also, um, you know, helping to highlight some of the support we're going to need, like educating people about medical, like uh, um, abortion pills, but also like side effects and like how they interact with other kinds of medication, research regarding how it might interact with um, contraception or testosterone for trans men, as an example, or for, for women who have PCOS, which we know a lot of black women do, a lot of same gender loving women do as well, um, and, and have hormone types of medications. Like, we need more research at that intersection to know, like, well, if I'm not able to get an abortion in per- person, how is this going to impact my body if mm-hmm. I take this pill? Um, and so, you know, those are the kinds of things that we want to know. We've got to let people know about these different abortion funds, but also the ones that are culturally competent because nobody want to go, you know, try to get support to have an abortion. And you're on the other line with somebody who's a racist yeah. or you're on the other line with somebody who's transphobic or some, you know what I mean? So you yeah. want to, you want to know that these funds are culturally competent, um, that when we're getting telehealth support, um, in other states that we know who are who are the providers in other states that, you know, are, are going to, you know, yeah. talk to us like they have some sense. You know, they'll <laughs> know something about what it means to be a black woman in this country or, or a black trans man or non-binary person. Those things are important, too. And so, you know, we have our Lavender Book. People can see it at LavenderBook.org. We're still in the, the building phase of getting more spaces added. If you have a really dope, OBGYN or someone who's performed an abortion for you, add them as a space, you know, so our people know where they can go to be affirmed in both their blackness and their queer trans non-binariness. Like, we need all of that. Oh, love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of that useful information with us. That's Victoria Kirk, excuse me, Victoria Victoria Kirby York, who's the deputy editor of the National Black Justice Coalition. Uh, what's coming up next, Shira? Next, we're talking about the physical effects of this when it comes to safety and reproductive uh, systems. But also, let's talk about mental health effects, which we kind of touched on in this conversation. We have Dr. Alfie joining us for that next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Today's Supreme Court decision seems like just another thing to contribute to our negative mental health and the unraveling of all of our mental healths, right? Because it just seems like one thing after another. Yep. Like, how are we supposed to deal with all this stuff? Yeah, I thought cherry on tops were supposed to be special, but honestly, now that I think about it, cherry on tops are the worst things. To put a cherry on top of something? Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess if you like in an this ice cream country, In the context of this country, yes. don't yeah. ever put a cherry on top of nothing. <laughs> right. And back with us is one of our favorite psychologists, mental health experts, Dr. Alfie, who's also the founder of the Acoma Project, as we dive into this. So our little therapy moment here. Welcome back to the show. Time for a check-in. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, I'm always happy to be with you all. You you all are good for my soul. Oh, thank you. We love that. We appreciate you. But I mean, it's it's definitely hard your job because you you support people. You study yeah. this. This is your work. But yet, yes. it's a lot to cover this constantly. One hundred percent. It's it. You know, it's like holding space for other people at the same time. You're really trying to hold space for yourself. And so, for me, what I try to think through is. You know, I've said this with you all before. What can I contribute? Because in, that's, the, that's the altruism in us. If I can mm-hmm. contribute something, maybe I can help make somebody else's day a little brighter. And if I can do that just a teensy bit, 
if I can do that for another person, that can uplift me too. So you all inviting me to speak with you, that uplifts me because you value me and you appreciate me by doing this. And so, you know, if each of us can find one little thing we can do, I think we can all really uplift each other in such a difficult and troubling time as today in these last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I even I saw this morning you uh, kind of tweeting when this, the news dropped, and I saw that you immediately were like, "I need to go do something for myself mm-hmm. to get myself, take myself out of this this mental space that I'm in." And I thought that was really powerful. That just simply you sharing that also made me be like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go walk my dog," and that was like just <laughs> getting out of the house, right? It was a reminder Aww. that was super yes. intentional and powerful. Yes. And Ryan, thank you so much for saying that, because I don't even think I I realized that, you know, anybody really would pay attention to it. It was just me just in the moment. Like I can feel myself choking up now just thinking all the women and people who give birth that how it's going to hurt them. And like all the anticipatory grief, which is a term I learned from my girlfriend, Dr. Helen Sue, like we're anticipating the difficulties that we're going into. And so I did need to I had to go to the gym. I had to do something. And so hearing you say that that positively impacted you is so meaningful to me. And I feel like that's what we have to do for each other. Be honest and just really name our feelings and and that helps us to heal. How can people better balance um, not feeling guilty around not being on 100%? And I ask this because, Mm -hmm. you know, breaks are necessary, especially when you realize Mm -hmm. in a situation like this, like this morning, even I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about this. It's Mm -hmm. dominating my day. Yes, I cried. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm upset. I'm incensed. But there's ultimately Mm -hmm. nothing I can do about this. But speaking to what you just mentioned, you know, people in states that are red, for example, or people Mm -hmm. who have like in Arkansas who might have had an appointment scheduled for tomorrow and it's Mm -hmm. now gone. How, Mm -hmm. How can we function without feeling guilty or having, I guess, like a survivor's remorse, but still mm-hmm. be but still be active. How, how can we balance it's, the two? It's such a wonderful question. And a couple things that I always come back to is sometimes I think we're encouraged to believe that our worth is tied to what we do, like performance. Right. What do we give to others? Like, you know, mm, yeah. just what are we doing is activity. And mm-hmm. that's not our worth. Mm-hmm. Our worth is tied to just being here and being present. So for me, that's a part of it. Just be present in the moment. No, you can't fix everything. Yes, it is devastating. That's one piece. Be present. The second piece is name your feelings. Put a label to them. That's an action that you can take that will help you. And then I think the third thing is, there are a whole bunch of things, is try to find something that brings you a little bit of peace in the moment. Look outside. See some birds flying. You know, it, it sounds a little hokey. But I think in the moment, that's all you really can do is just be present and care for yourself and give yourself permission to grieve. I think those are the things that we can do. And that helps us to feel just a teensy bit less guilty because we're focusing on caring for ourselves. We're not focusing on the helplessness, helplessness, excuse me, that we feel in the moment. Definitely. I feel like also in these moments, like you almost want to bring it up in every conversation. Like, but then what's the balance? Because you don't want to project your feelings onto someone else constantly that's exactly right but i think there's every time every meeting i've been on today and i've been on a ton i started by saying i just want to hold space for the the challenges of this day right so if you make it real general the the challenge might be the decision right but the challenge might be something else that somebody's going through so i think it's just an acknowledgement and you allow people to project what they need to onto that comment so that you're not bringing up the same thing over and over and over 
not knowing how it's affecting other people. So just holding space and being a little more general, I think that can really help us create the kind of balance that you're speaking about, Shira. All right. See, I feel like everyone feels better now, huh? I feel like even in the studio just and just I know energy. our listeners probably feel a little bit better. Thank you so much for creating that, that space for us, right? A little of course, decompression. I love y'all. You know this. Yes. We love you back. Yes. Love all around. You're amazing, Dr. Alfie. We need to catch up soon. We only catch up with Dr. Yeah. Alfie on air all the time, but hopefully <laughs> offline too soon. Exactly. Again, please check out Dr. Alfie's work. She is the founder of the Acoma Project. Go support what she's up to and donate as well there right now. But coming up on the show, how can you talk to kids about abortion and why should we? Next. Mm. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right. As we have this conversation, it's interesting because I'm sure, you know, kids see what their parents are talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So they're well, probably here. Yeah. See here. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I always function in like sight because I create a lot of videos. It seems oh, so yes, I'm like you're know. seeing things. But yeah, so they're probably going to be asking, I would assume, like, what's going on? Right. And mm-hmm. like, do you think it is appropriate or inappropriate to have this conversation with kids, even though <laughs> none of us have kids? So. Well, I think I don't mean I don't got no opinions. This is what this is what I'll say. I think that there is a way to talk to kids about any and everything. It's just a matter of about how you express it, and each kid has a different maturity level. It's it's not fair to to paint all children or all age groups with the same you know broad stroke, so to speak. 
Um, and I also believe that maturity level comes when you're having more conversations with them. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. there's no way around it. For like, I really kind of empathize with parents today because like my mom and totally. my dad were very much like, we, we, you, we, you're holding on to your innocence until you know you take the rose-colored glasses off and you see the the ugliness of the world for what it is. But today, listen, if you, if, for example, if your kid doesn't have a cell phone, I bet their best friend does. I bet their classmate does. And kids can read. They see headlines. They see ideas. They see things. Yeah. They have access to the world wide web and so they're going to be exposed <laughs> to it you know either way you slice it so it's a yeah, matter I, about how you go about I it i mean i think about when i was growing up and 9 11 happened I, my first when i was in school i remember seeing my teachers turn on the tv and they were boo crying yeah and we were all wondering well what is going on yeah. besides watching the, the the tv and seeing what was going on but when you I could only imagine. I know, like, you know, it's summer, kids are out of school, but, like, anybody that saw this news, we all as adults were having visceral reactions. Mm -hmm. So children are looking around and seeing either their parents or, you know, their aunts or someone that's taking care of them or just even out the grocery store, probably someone hearing the news talking about it and hearing about it. So it's like there's no point in sugarcoating what is happening in the real world because you're only hurting them, not helping yeah. them. Well, and to be fair, we uh-huh. didn't have socials when 9-11 happened. So, but yeah, still I mean, but a, just a TV, based, just based like off of it's a, it's a different playing yeah, field course. now. Yeah, it well, is. And beyond our thoughts on our opinions, research actually shows that kids are getting exposed to these ideas and that if we don't talk to our kids about hard topics like abortion, then we're just, and this is according to an article in Vox, essentially ensuring that they're hearing about them from other people. Yeah. So and, and, and talking about it is a long term project that helps secure the future of reproductive justice. You know, awareness, not ignorance, an understanding of what's happening, being informed. That I mean, that's a rule of thumb for, for everything. If you as a parent are not discussing it directly with your children, it's safe to assume that they are getting information from elsewhere. Exactly. Whether that's the internet or some another person. Yep. Well, with that, we have more coming up. Top of our What's Trending This Hour, including what Biden had to say about the Supreme Court's decision after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, welcome back to the show, and thanks for hanging out with us. It's Shira, Ryan, and Char in the studio all together today. On top it's of a pandemic. And on top of Roe v. Wade, we have to deal with... A chamber of gas. That's what happens when I get stressed out and anxious. It flows. We're stuck in a a small studio. She wasn't prepared. There's no ventilation. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You're poisoning us. I am in the seventh circle of hell, sitting next to Shira Lazar right now. Oh, my God. I don't smell anything. Lucky you. You're on the other side. You know, but you know what? Ryan did, I, I, I okay. just caught a whip. Did you? Did you do <laughs> no, it? No, I didn't. But you know, oh, Ryan wait, has done enough. Shelby, are you okay? Um, I'm surviving, but I am getting it over here. Oh, so. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It is yeah. moving in the in the studio now because no, I just took one big so. my perfume. Can you do it again? And scarf my Chipotle really quickly before oh, the rhythm hit me. Right. Anyway, wow. we're gonna open the door. Let's get into the show. <laughs> <laughs> door should have been open. Um, we have. The Washington Post joining us to give us the rundown of everything post-Row and what's happening right now, as well as what Plan C is. That is coming up with the founder of Plan C Pills in 30 minutes. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, though. Clarence Thomas said the justices could now also reconsider other cases that rest on the right to privacy, specifically cases protecting contraception, access, and same-sex relationship, i.e. marriage equality. Thomas wrote, in future cases, we should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell. 
So very frightening stuff there. And here's President Biden's response speaking to the nation. I've warned about how this decision risked the broader right to privacy for everyone. That's because Roe recognized the fundamental right to privacy that has served as a basis for so many more rights that have come to take, we've come to take for granted, that are ingrained in the fabric of this country. The right to make the best decisions for your health, the right to use birth control, a married couple in the privacy of their bedroom, for God's sake, the right to marry the person you love. Justice Thomas said as much today, he explicitly called to reconsider the right of marriage equality, the right of couples to make their choices on contraception. Uh, well, that was, uh, again, President Biden's response to the Supreme Court, uh, Court overturning Roe v. Wade. I mean, a lot of people responding. There was a statement made by Michelle Obama. VP Kamala Harris also responded, of course, on video. So, you know, it, it's really unfortunate what's happening today. But we got to keep on working together to figure this out. It's going to take a lot, uh, many decades to undo this. Meanwhile, let's move on to some other news happening. This was actually... Good news. Yesterday, the Senate passed legislation aimed at restricting acts of mass gun violence. With 15 Republicans joining Democrats, mm-hmm. advance a bill combining new firearms restrictions with $15 billion in mental health and school security funding. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, I don't know if, you know, people have been living under a rock, but in case you have, I don't know if you all, Ryan and Shira, saw this viral video of the Burger King employee that was get, given a gift bag for his 27 years of service. At Burger King? Let me tell you. So one one Burger King employee's story was very unimpressive. He's 54 now. His name is Kevin Ford, and he marked 27 years of working as a cook and a cashier at Burger King in Las Vegas. Mm. And the parent company of Burger King showed their appreciation for his service by presenting him with a gift, which included a single movie ticket, (laughs) Starbucks cup, some lifesavers, a bag of Reese's Pieces, and a few other items stuffed into a clear plastic bag. They didn't even give him a gift bag with tissue paper. The gesture was quickly met with criticism across social media, including me. I could not believe this. I thought it was fake at first. Uh, but David Spade has stepped in. Now, I should mention Ford's daughter created a GoFundMe to help raise money as an extra special way to celebrate his career milestone. Um, and I should mention, it's being rumored that he never missed a day. I don't know how accurate that is, that is but it's being rumored that he never missed a day. It's a lot of whoppers. She get hired by, like, the competitor as, like, uh, like, bring them on to, like, a management position or executive position. Well, this ends beautifully because... Of the Burger King? The no, something else. Yeah, like, legs working. Right? Hey, don't don't sound elitist. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying that. I was just saying... No, someone else, at, like, a competitor should like, be like, you're good. to be the exec good. at the Burger King? Yeah, why not? It's a big company. Well, nevertheless, the GoFundMe GoFundMe has raised more than $55,000. And among the donors was David Spade, who offered up 5K and became the Drive's top supporter. David Spade even DM'd this guy and said, keep up the good work. 27 years. Holy S, dude. Can't believe this. Why would you want to continue to work somewhere? I said a competitor should pick him up. Yeah, but even then, they still going to give him another single ticket. 
No, I, my a, hope is they give him a promotion. I find this job. to be disgusting. You know, back in the day, in the 1960s, when Mr. Sweetelson used to be your boss, at least you can get a, a, a watch or something for your service. Now you're getting a clear bag with a single movie ticket, a roll of what, lightsabers. When you say back see, in the day, is that when they were allowed to smoke in the office? Yes. I mean, it like wasn't... chain smoking. I should mention, it wasn't us getting the bag. <laughs> Those are the days. It wasn't us. It would be like Shira, you know, getting the, get, that would get the get. Oh, well, you weren't allowed to work either. But you all know what I mean. When Mr. Sweetelson was your boss. That's the name I always use for like the 1950s, 1960s. You'd get a nice watch. I know factory workers that even do that as well, but this is unacceptable. That's the tea report for this hour. He deserves though. more. Thank you, David wow. Spade. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, we're wrapping up the show as we always do with some inspiration we needed today on our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, Queen. This one goes to weightlifter, personal trainer, trans athlete, Angel Joy Flores, who you actually might have seen on the most recent season of Queer Eye. Well, in addition How to... How recent yeah. is it? Like, it oh, just... yeah. This was the, the most recent. This really was the most recent season. The final one. Yeah. Because Final a, season? Isn't it the final? Didn't they wrap it up? Oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're going using in, it. Uh, they're going to be somewhere else. Milking that. But Angel's time. in Texas, right? Yeah. Um, okay, yes, I do remember. I vividly remember this episode. Go ahead. Well, in addition to training private clients, she works at Liberation Barbell Club in Austin, Texas. It's a queer friendly gym that encourages others along their physical journey, no matter what their gender, age, or body type is. Well, she's leveling it up, partnering with Chevrolet and LGBTQ Nation to give young activists. Uh, the space to think, declare, and stand in their authentic Voices of Pride campaign. And so they're just coming together to uh, put a spotlight on those voices. Mm-hmm. And of course, she does that every single day with her work. All right. Well, yes, Queen to her. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You can check out more. Yes, Queen. Exactly. At LGBTQNation.com for that. Anyway, that does it also for our show today. What? A day, to say the least. I can't believe we got through it. It went by really fast. It did. We are sending so much love to everyone listening right now. We're here for each other. You could always listen to more on the Odyssey app. We've got Let's Go There as a podcast. We are ChannelQ.com. And we'll be back Monday weekdays here on Channel Q, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern Live. We want to thank you, Shar, as always, for being here on Fridays. And I'll be here next Friday. Yes, Shar says so. the week off. Wait, neither one of you are going out of town, are you? No. (laughs) Anyway, and I am Shira Lazar. You know, reintroducing everyone just in case someone's new listening. Just in case y'all forgot. Just saying. We are sending you love and light. Honey, remember to slay and um, guess what? Vote. Yep. I, lo- I love us for real and I want to love us forever. So, yes, please go vote because <laughs> I feel like I'm on borrowed time. And uh, have a, a great weekend despite everything going on. Take care of yourselves and check out, I posted on my social media this uh, campaign for pledge involving a bunch of nonprofits. Please go check it out and share it yep. for abortion access. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.